0: Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about photo scavenger hunts. This is actually my first ever solo week. Photo scavenger hunts are one of my absolute favorite activities to do with kids of all ages, uh, which we will be talking about in this episode. Um, and I just really wanted to share it with you, the listeners, uh, by by myself, because it's, it's one of those activities that I found myself doing with almost every nanny kid that I have ever nannied, sometimes multiple times with the same nanny kids because they're so versatile. You can change the photo scavenger hunt to match your kids where they are at different stages of their learning development and also for different seasons, for different things that you want to focus on. So for this, we are going to start with very young kids, uh, so young that they cannot read yet. Uh, I find that this particular photo scavenger hunt is great for three-year-olds, especially when the the three-year-old is maybe a younger sibling. Um, they have printouts online of photo scavenger hunts that you can print out or you can make one yourself and you use pictures of objects or drawings so that the kids can have some autonomy and lead the scavenger hunt themselves they don't have to be able to read the things that you're going after I find that doing this with objects of nature is very fun uh having a kid point out, there's a rock, there's a rock, uh, when it's, you know, the last thing that you had to find. It's it's so fun and so rewarding. Um, so on the nature scavenger hunt, things like rock, a tree... A log. That one's really popular. Um, We also, sometimes I will encourage, especially if it's an older sibling and a younger sibling, I'll encourage the older sibling to try to photograph the objects in a different way. So like when we talk about a flower, I'll say, why don't we get really close to this flower and try to really get the phone, usually we're taking these with my phone, Uh, try to get the phone to really focus on each individual petal and see what we can see about this flower that we wouldn't see if we just walked right by it. Um, So it's really a nice way to explore outside. That one's particularly fun to do in the spring on one of those days that's just beautiful and you want to be outside. Um, But it's also fun to do in the fall with, um, like, find a red leaf, find an orange leaf, things like that. Which brings me to my next thing that's really fun to do with younger kids that can't necessarily read yet. Is to find something in every color. So, we will draw with all of our crayons, all the colors that we're looking for. We'll plot it out before we leave the house um, sometimes if they have really intensive sets of crayons, then it gets, the list gets pretty long, but that's okay. Cause we're on a scavenger hunt, uh, together. And so what we'll do is we'll draw out all the colors and then I'll take a pen with us and we will check next to them as we go. And so we try to find something in every color and sometimes it can be challenging, but most of the time we pretty quickly find most of the colors and then sometimes there's that one left to find, which when the kids stick with it and find it is also very, very rewarding. Um, I also encourage you, especially with the younger kids, to help them think outside of the box on this. So like one time we really were struggling to find something in the color of orange, there, wasn't, there just wasn't anything on their block. We walked all the way to the park. Um, there wasn't construction right then going on in Chicago, which is nuts, because it feels like there's always construction, because I was like, oh, we'll find an orange cone. Um, and we just didn't. Well, I had packed goldfish crackers to take with us that day. And so when I was like, why don't we sit down and have a snack? and the kid was like, oh my gosh, Marfa, Marfa, the goldfish, they're orange, and I was like, oh, you are so right, so we actually ended up staging this picture um, with the goldfish, which was so cute and so fun, and then when we get back to the house, we will often review our adventure Um, sometimes if we didn't pack a snack and take a break on the scavenger hunt, when we get back, we'll sit down and have a snack and look through all of our pictures. And sometimes we've taken multiple takes and we'll decide on which one's the best one. And then we'll create like a slideshow. Um, A lot of the families I nanny have ways to put it up on the TV. And so when their parents get home, we show them a slideshow of our photo scavenger hunt, which is fun for the kids and fun for the parents and fun for me. So those are some good ideas to do with younger kids. And like I said, those you can change and alter to match whatever your kid is in to at that point. So... I have done um, a pirate-based photo scavenger hunt once. Uh, it was tricky, but we, we did it. Um, sometimes we stage things to make it more fun, but wherever the kid is kind of leading, I try to support and yes and the child uh, and let their imaginations run wild with it. It's just so much fun. And then once kids start getting a little bit older, something that we do to learn our letters is we try to find the entire alphabet written out um, on signs or, you know, park signs or street signs or we try to find every letter of the alphabet um, sometimes we draw those in the ground for those really tricky letters like Q and X. Um, but that's a really, really fun way to be outside but also be working on our letters. And then we talk about what sound they make. We read the word that they're in. I read it out loud to them and we work on sounding it out together. And what, what is our letter that we're focused on doing in that word? Things like that. Around Halloween, can we find a jack-o'-lantern? Can we find a ghost? Can we find a witch? Uh, There's that witch that runs into the tree. I don't know if you guys have seen those, but her broom is out behind her, and it looks like she ran right into a tree. And there's one on one of my kids' blocks, and (laughs) they love it every year, and we take a picture of it every year. When we do that photo scavenger hunt, um, so that is another really fun way to get outside, but have a mission so that the, you and the kids are working together to accomplish this really fun thing. I also find the slightly more prep time you put in before you leave the house, the better. So really deciding on what you're going to try to find is very, very fun. If you have more than two kids, if you have found yourself on a play date, this is also something that's super fun to do on a play date. So you could divide the kids up and then make a list together and then go out in two different teams and see what each team can come up with. And that is fun to do with more creative things like, a person doing a yoga pose at the park, things like that. So coming up with really silly things before you guys set out um, is is a really fun way to kind of mix up the day. And, And then when you get back, each team gets to share their photos with the other team and talk about what they did and their adventures. And even though that's a little bit like, we all came over to do a play date and then we didn't necessarily play together. Um, if you do, you know, older kids with one nanny and younger kids with another, then you get to work together and that's so much fun for the kids. I've, I've done that only once, but I would like to do it again because it's, it's a really good way to uh, work as a team with other kids to accomplish a goal. Another thing that I have done, and this is with older kids, but we did a photo scavenger hunt that was all about different perspectives. So we started with talking about being really close to the camera or being really far away from the camera and what what was our guess at what would change when we were closer versus when we were further away and then we looked at those pictures and then we sat down and decided kind of what we wanted to do so one of the things is that we wanted to get really low and take a picture of something that was very tall to see how that looked we also wanted to uh, take a picture of contrasting colors together so we wanted to find like Red and green paired together, or yellow and purple, um, to see how those colors pop off of each other. Um, we wanted to take a picture of something very, very, very close. So we actually ended up doing an eyeball, (laughs) um, my eyeball, and got like really, really close to try to see all the detail that we could. And then we tried to take a picture of something very far away, which we went to a park and took a picture of a tree that was very far away. But how could we make it clear that that particular tree is the one that we were focused on and things like that and so that was just a really fun day of talking about art and photography with the kid that I was nannying at that point point. Um, and so that's another really great way to kind of mix it up and it took us that particular day because we also did some research online about photography and That day took, I think, a good like two or three hours to get all the photos that we wanted. And we just had a blast. And I still have those pictures to this day um, because they're really special to me uh, because it brought us closer together. And he was so proud to show his parents at the end of that day what we had taken. We also talked about timing, pictures that require timing. So we took some jumping pictures. Uh, and gave him practice with trying to get just the right, pushing it at just the right time, which new iPhones have helped with, but this was several years ago, uh, and you couldn't just hold down the button and take a bunch. You had to kind of time it just right to get a person up in the air, and so that was really fun, and that brings me to My last idea for a photo scavenger hunt, which this one is for older, older kids. These are your kids that are in school all day. Um, I would say I would do fifth grade or above for this particular idea. So something that I have actually experienced on the child end is an actual scavenger hunt that you get photo proof for. So in the one that I'm particularly thinking of, um, a family friend of ours on uh, Christmas Eve to give the parents time to get everything set up for a big party that they host on Christmas Eve would create a scavenger hunt every year for the kids. And he would, as the kids got older, would start having it be historically based. So you were learning history as you completed the scavenger hunt. So this one would take more prep. But if you know the neighborhood um, or if there is an area of town that you could drive to that you know has a lot of historical aspects to it this is a really really fun way to bring some history in and especially if there are monuments that talk about the history so as the kids go through the clues you've created for them so it does like I said it takes more prep but you create clues that lead them to specific sites um that are historically based and uh this one I think sometimes there are pre-made ones online, so I would look for those resources. But either way, it's a really, really fun way to get kids more... Active in the history of their own hometown. Um, In Chicago, this one would be potentially never-ending. There's so much history to be found here. And there's really so much history to be found in every place, I would think. So if that is something that you are willing or interested in doing, that one can have a huge payoff learning-wise, but is a little bit more difficult uh, prep wise. And then one more idea that I just actually came across, and I haven't done this at all, but I think it's really cute, is to do the same like five or six spots with the same positions Every year. So going to the same five or six spots and trying to recreate the photo from when one of the kids was a tiny little baby and the other one was a toddler and trying to see if you can recreate it every year so the first year if you are intending to do this if you're with a family long term the first year finding a few spots that are going to be funny as they get older so if there's like a little teeny house that they can all cram into or uh, a car or um, a car might move or go away but if there's a playground, a piece of playground equipment that they can all be on, and then you c- recreate that every year, and as their bodies grow, they can try to figure out different ways to recreate that. You try to find similar outfits every year, and that can be a really fun way to kind of trace through time. And then at the end of that, or even in the middle, you can create a really nice gift for the parents because you'll have these pictures of their kids growing each year. So that one's a fun idea, but also would really only work if you're with if you're with a family long-term and you really know you're with them long-term. So that is photo scavenger hunts if you have any ideas about photo scavenger hunts that you didn't hear me mention i would absolutely love to know them because like i said it's one of my favorite activities so if you have an idea and you didn't hear it please email it in to chronicles at gmail.com or post it on facebook uh, at chronicles of Nania. Or send me Instagram. Tag me in Instagram pictures. I would love to see your photo scavenger hunts if you try any of these. And I would love to see the results. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, I've mentioned a few times that one of the best ways to get us seen by more people or heard by more people, as it is a podcast, is to write a review on iTunes. And that is still true. But the other way to really, really help promote this show is if you know someone that you think would enjoy it, please recommend it to them. Uh, There's nothing like a personal recommendation from someone to get them to start listening. So if there's someone that you really think would benefit or just would enjoy this podcast please send them a link or recommend it in person or just talk to them about it because that is the best way to get recurring listeners is uh, if they hear their friend recommend it to them so that would mean the world to me Um, and then we end each week with a story or a quote from a kid and this week is not necessarily one from a photo scavenger hunt, but it is one about nature that uh, was just adorable. So one time, we I was with a couple of kids that I nanny, and we were having to wait. Uh, we had, like, 30 minutes of in-between time before one of their classes. And so we went to this kind of, like, open pavilion area like a market square kind of area and uh we're just waiting and it was a really beautiful sunny day and the sun was just there's this raised area in the middle of the square and the sun was just beaming down perfectly on that raised area and so one of the kids he was 4 at the time was like how how far does the sun have to travel And so we looked up that information and then when we were looking it up, we found out that it takes eight minutes, approximately eight minutes for the light from the sun to reach the earth's surface. And so... (laughs) the The kid I was nannying at the time had the idea that we set a timer for eight minutes, and then we wait for our piece of sun to get here, and then we welcome the sun to the earth. And so we set a timer, and we waited. And he was being so patient. And he was like, "How long has it been? How long has it been?" And I was like, "It's only been two minutes. We have six more minutes." And so we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and then after eight minutes the timer went off and we did a dance and we said welcome sun and it was the most delightful uplifting thing that I have I've done in a while uh there's there's nothing like kids to really show you that uh something as simple as waiting eight minutes and welcoming your own personal sunshine can really (laughs) turn your mood around and it's so simple and it's free And that's one of the many reasons that I love my job is (laughs) I get my own personal little life coach for how to find a piece of happiness while we're waiting on a music class. Um, So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.